0: hi fairy tale friends ryan here unfortunately there were some audio difficulties recording this episode so you're gonna hear a lot of background noise hopefully that's not gonna uh, diminish your enjoyment of the episode we really had a good time recording it this movie klaus is a new christmas classic so again sorry for the audio difficulties but uh those will be taken care of in our next episode and we hope you enjoy this one thanks (laughs)
1: Hello, fairy tale friends. It's me, your old pal Santa Claus. I heard that you've been very good this year, so I've asked my friends Tara and Ryan to record a very special episode just for you. So grab your hot cocoa and cozy up by the fire. It's time for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho,
2: ho.
3: Hello, listeners. We have a great episode today. We are straying, straying? yes, straying. Straying away from Disney on this one. But, but
0: this is episode two of our December to Remember.
3: <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that, December to Remember. You know uh, what I'm
0: thinking of is, an, is a wrestling thing where it was oh. December to dismember. Oh, boy. Like, very different. Okay. Uh,
3: but yes, we are celebrating December with lots of holiday favorites, and this one has become a huge favorite of mine and Ryan's, yes. as well as our guest. So we want to welcome Carly. Carly. Uh, before we welcome Carly, I would have, I'm very excited Carly's
0: here because this is a guest that we met and become became friends because of the podcast. So that's very exciting for me. Uh, Carly, you're an animator. Carly, you're a fan of the podcast. Carly has been very instrumental in, like, bouncing ideas off of or, like, coming to for, like... We, uh, I have questions about Disney and where should I go and what should I look at and, and, and really has been a big instrumental figure, I think, in how this podcast has turned out. So I'm very excited. Carly, say hello. I know I've talked over your introduction.
3: Hi. I'm carly, <laughs> and she designed our logo
0: yes i forgot about that carly i know we're bragging logo. on you a lot i know so we're very excited we've been trying to find a, a good something to bring carly in on and you will be back for brother bear i'm teasing that out early yeah mm-hmm. but claw okay let's go over this first is the movie klaus 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 I call it klaus like that's the one thing this movie has going against it, is I don't know how to pronounce it. But we'll say Klaus. Klaus is a movie that, like... Carly, like, sometimes when we do stuff, I feel like you throw, like, little tidbits at us. Like, like, and you the tidbits you threw at me about this one were so amazing that, like, I knew we had to bring out for this. But number one thing is, is you're an artist and an animator, so I want to yeah. talk about your background let's start with disney movies and like why you like disney movies and maybe how that led to you becoming an animator and then eventually like what you're working on now if you can talk about that or what you have worked on so Um,
4: sure so i started with just having an interest in film like uh in high school was making dumb trailers for like goofy movies um (laughs) not a goofy movie for goofy movies (laughs) uh, just like we would create like these dumb concepts of film ideas and then just kind of recreate them with what we had around the classroom. And then I I think it was like a guidance counselor suggested maybe I should look at animation because also in every class I was drawing all the time and somehow still getting worked on, but I just drew a lot. And then I got to go away for like a camp one year because it was like a school program where, a handful of students from like across the province got to go to the college for a week and have crash course in animation so that was like my first dabble in it and i was like i'm going to try this um took a few years but i eventually got into college and there i learned i started actually in pencil animation so when you see like those old documentaries with flipping the paper yes i was doing a lot of that um lots and lots of drawings uh for a 20 second animation, I think it was like 200 drawings and keeping track of all (laughs) those drawings (laughs) was a lot. Um, And so while in school though, I started in that and then I started learning more of the software based ones like uh, Adobe flash and Toon Boom. And then in my final year, I switched over to studying in 3d because at the time, um, like even in television, 2D was kind of at a weird spot because, as you've seen like in the features, it was hitting a point where everyone was like, 2D's going to be dying out. So it mm-hmm. was, you start learning 3D. And so I started learning it. But since then, 2D has exploded in television again. Um, and so I still like to dabble in it from time to time, but mostly I now work in the industry as a 3D artist. Um, my first show I worked on was Inspector Gadget, Hey, just uh, yeah. just the new one. A, as, like, the, old one.
0: You, the new one, yes, 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 yes. Yeah,
4: the new one. Uh, yeah, because most of the stuff I've worked on is young kid shows. Um, and then currently I'm working on a Sesame Street spinoff. Oh, oh very cool. Oh,
0: very cool. <laughs> um, so there's a couple things I want to back up and say. You did say yep. that you that you grab that the camp you went to was kids from across the province. Uh, Carly is our second international guest calling in from the Great White North. Yes. Um, so there, so if she starts you know saying things in, in, in the metric system or whatever, we'll try and convert as much <laughs> as possible. Um, Two, and we can cut this out if you want. But one thing I thought was really cool about your story that you might not think is, is cool, but we'll see. you like didn't get into art school a few times. Like it took I a few not. times to go. And I, I'm saying that as someone who like is a very big cheerleader of your work and very oh. impressed that you're doing all this cool stuff now. But to me, that's interesting to people who are trying to do stuff. It's not like, you know, I suffer from a yeah. lot of, of, of what's it called? Uh, 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 Imposter syndrome? syndrome. That's yes. It. yes. So I suffer from a lot of that. So to me, like hearing that someone who is working on like well-known properties, there's a lot of stuff I think between Inspector Gadget and what you're working on now. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I, I think that's really, I think it's really cool that you didn't get into, like, it's, 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 it's something for people who are like, you know, like to, to look forward yeah. to, not look forward to. Oh but yeah.
4: Like... Cause, uh, even getting into art school, um, I literally the year I did get accepted, that was my third time applying.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so first year I didn't get in, I was like, okay, I'll go study art fundamentals. Cause at the time I was completely self-taught um so i did a year of that and then reapplied still didn't get in so i'm like i'll take a year off just work full time and and on the side just draw as much as i could the third year um the one school i was trying to get into i got waitlisted but then my second choice i got accepted into like right away so but also that same year because i'm like i can't keep reapplying so basically i had like Apply to universities to pursue a whole different career also.
0: But I just think that's a cool, uh, that's, a, that's a cool inspiration for people out there who are like, maybe not, you know, especially like in creative fields, it's hard to see, like, it, like it can be hard to, you know, you think you're like I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get here, and I'm immediately going to, you know, like you think your path's going to be one thing, and sometimes what 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 is seen as like possible failure is just a road bump, and like I think that's yep. really really cool that you're like, okay, I'm going to do this, instead I'm going to try again, and it worked, and you're doing, like I said, like you're working on stuff. I, I'm just a big cheerleader for your career. Every time <laughs> I hear anything, I see anything on that Discord, and there was a third thing, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, Tune Boom. This yep. movie, Tomb Boom, is 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 used in this movie, correct? I think yep. I heard that yesterday. I think it is. Yep. So, oh yeah, I think that's a cool little stretch over this. What, what? I'm sure I've asked you this a million times. Like, do you remember? Like, what's your favorite Disney movie? Like, what do you remember? Like, what really speaks to you now?
4: Um, uh, I think my favorite Disney movie is. <laughs> um because like there's like a lot of good ones Don't um, say not... <laughs> I, I've i only seen the remake of it I've never seen the original mm-hmm. um but it's, for me, it's I, me I think it's like Lion King I've always enjoyed that one yes. um as a kid and even as an adult and, and try to think um and I know for like the newer ones um I'm a big fan of Tangled can't wait for when you guys see that mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. um it, it's just fantastic um but a lot of those, like, Renaissance films uh, and other times, like, I just go through and just marathon a whole bunch of them because it's oh, yeah. just comforting.
0: They are. That's one thing I, we found doing this is it's a lot, you know, I think this has worked so well for us because of the the pandemic and stuff. There's been a lot of, like, regressing and finding some kind of, like, comfort food version of something yeah. you can do. And, this, and the Disney movies have been it for us, like well, for
3: me. Yeah, there's a lot of articles out there now, especially since we're in year two. Uh, of the pandemic and there's a lot of things out there that say you know why it is comforting to rewatch something you know or you know go back to something nostalgic and so I think us as a people not just like yeah, yeah, yeah. us for this podcast but I think as a people a lot of people are gravitating towards media that they know media that they love <laughs> versus like newer stuff and because I will say there's a lot of new stuff that we would have gone to see in the theater. Or we would have gone, you know, to make an effort to see, but because we're of the three pandemic
0: Marvel movies behind and we used to go see every Marvel movie on like, opening night. Opening yeah, night, like, like so
3: there's a lot of things like that for us that mm-hmm. you know, we found we're not as eager to like go out and see them right away because of circumstances. so yeah.
0: But, uh, poor segue, one thing we are eager to see is this movie.
3: Well, and I've got a little rule of thumb as we're talking about it. When spelled with a K, Klaus is never pronounced like pause. It is pronounced like house. Klaus. 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 So, that's, so just keep that in mind. Because I was like, looking it at It rhymes that. with house. Yes, okay.
1: Klaus.
3: Klaus. Because
0: I think that's the character's name, and it's because this is kind of, this is a Santa Claus story but it's like also not the traditional Santa Claus story. Yeah. I think you recommended this for us last year and we watched it and we immediately fell in love with it and we're like we have to get it, it on is, the podcast somehow.
4: It is so fantastic.
0: It is it is gorgeous. It is technically after watching some of the stuff that I watched last night is, is technically amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Cause I'm going to try and do my best to explain what's technically amazing about it. And I was kind of having a hard time with Tara last night. I'm like,
1: but there's shading, but it's just 2D animation. <laughs> but somehow the computer knows that that should be a shadow. Like I was like going like, this is this a
4: fantastic is. software. Oh, I was just, this is
1: incredible. <laughs> Um, so I, so,
0: I'm glad you're here to maybe we can. This may end up just being something that like people who are like nerdy like you and me are like this is great. Everyone else is just like cool. But it, 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 even if you don't understand how technically innovating this is, it is a gorgeous movie. It is a good story. It is well cast with uh, some great actors. Yeah.
3: And do you want me to read the synopsis? I know we usually don't, but because this one might not be as yeah. familiar to folks, and also because it's a different take on the origin story. Yes. I also so. think we should
0: like, if you haven't seen it, stick with us until the break and then maybe go watch it and then come back and we'll talk about it. You know, like we do afterwards. Yeah. Because I would, I, I would yeah. think it's
3: worth, it's worth watching before you listen to the second Spoiler half.
0: Spoiler alert for me, as soon as we watched this, I went, this is something we're going to watch every year. Like this yes. is up there with all the other stuff. It's a new yeah. classic. It's an Academy Award nominated film, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's oh. so yeah, so let's get the synopsis.
3: A simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen faraway place. When Smirnberg's new postman, Jess Jesper? Jesper. Befriends Toymaker Klaus. Their gifts melt an age-old feud and deliver a sleigh full of holiday traditions.
0: That is the most, like, poetic synopsis. Like, it starts off with something that tells you nothing about it, but it's still, like... Like, it, it's almost like in fair Verona, where our yes. story like, yeah, yeah. is very, like, I was like, wow, where'd you read that from? Is that IMDb? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Good, yeah. good on
3: whoever wrote that. Yeah. So it was 2019, which we mentioned. Come Rotten on. Tomatoes, got a 94%, which I was very happy to see that. On Metacritic, it's 65%. Uh, it is an English language, Spanish animated film, yes. is how I read it. <laughs> And it's, uh, as we mentioned, an alternative origin story of Santa Claus. And I love how creative, I mean, we'll go into this way more in the second half, but just how creative the story is and how it kind of draws you in from the beginning and you're rooting for all of these characters along the way. But as far as awards are concerned, it won uh, Annie Awards. So it won seven Annie Awards, including Best Animated Film. And then it also won Best Animated Film at the British Academy Film Awards. Now, so,
0: Carly, do you do, like, like people do Oscar parties? Do you do Annie parties? and
4: <laughs> Or um, do you, like,
0: watch the Annie's or keep up with that at all?
4: Um, my friends and I, we'd sometimes, like, sit and watch the Oscars, but then usually it's a screaming at the Oscars because <laughs> the animation department gets snucked every year.
0: <laughs> um... But you don't keep yeah, up not, with the Annie's no, very much.
4: Not not so much. It's more we'll uh, like go to the like the film festivals instead. Oh, okay, okay.
3: Yeah, and so Ryan, you had mentioned it was nominated for an Academy Award, and it was the first time an animated film from Netflix was on was nominated. Yep. So that was pretty huge. And then it was also the first time a streaming service. Animated film was nominated, so not only for Netflix versus mm-hmm. for, for something streaming. So I really think it paved the way. And I mean, we've seen this with Netflix with a lot of their shows, like their television series, their docu series. Like mm-hmm. they, I feel like they've really paved the way for a lot of things as far as streaming goes. Well, between this and the Mitchells
0: versus the Machines, I feel like their animated stuff is is there. There's some really good animated yeah. things on yeah. Netflix. And yeah. so
3: it was nominated along with Lost My Body. So I'm not familiar with it. I did look it up, but they said it was nominated along with that, but it lost to Toy Story 4. Mm. That's what it lost to.
0: Now, I have pitched a season we do where we go through all the... Best picture, best animated picture nominees, and do all the ones we haven't done. Yeah, I think that would be. fun. I think that'd be fun, but it's gonna be wow. it's gonna be a lot of Ice Age and Shrek more than we <laughs> originally intended to do. Probably
3: uh, so. Uh, what I read about the director, and I don't know if you have the director's name or if you know it off the top of your head, Carly. I did not write it down. Probably because I, I thought
0: I was going to butcher it. Top of my head. Yes, that was I did it's write it. Spa um, studios. What, I'm sorry. What was the name of the studio? Uh, spa Studios, I believe. Yes. Uh, I believe Sergio pa- Pablos. So not too bad. Oh, okay.
4: I, yeah. But so... he was
0: in a lot of the stuff and he like, I'm really interested in him. Do we know anything about him? Like outside of this movie or is this like his first, you know, big thing or.
4: Uh, thing I don't think I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Try to think. It's one of those, like every year when I watch clouds, that's when I like then sit down and read up and then, but because I haven't sat and watched Klaus yet this year, I'm like, it's been a bit. Um. Yes.
3: Well, and what I read about him is his idea for this. He wanted to do a traditionally animated feature film, but he wanted to see how the animation would have evolved without the switch to computer generated animation. And so I think this is a good time to talk about all of that. What yeah. you saw in the documentary and Carly, of course, what you know. But what I read <laughs> was the studio used the CGI lighting techniques with hand-drawn animation to create this unique style for the story. And so it's very unique in its animation style because of that.
0: Yes. And we've recently released Atlantis, which I think did a lot of like mixing CGI with um 2d animated but this to me is like i think i i feel like when we see some we're like oh that looks okay or oh that's interesting and this is so gorgeously done even just the it's... backgrounds
3: yeah. the background like even if you just take out the characters like the backgrounds alone yeah. are so beautiful yes. and the way the light shines through yeah. like in the forest there's so many different things with that alone and then you take a look at the characters and all the detail with each character but when you do that <laughs> in a 3d environment like when you're doing lighting in a 3D environment, it's
0: it's representing something that's real life.
3: Yes. This is yep.
0: having to in, interpolate 2D animations, which to a computer is just drawings. Like, I mean, I guess everything is just ones and zeros if you really yeah. want to break it down on <laughs> a computer. But this is something that hasn't been done before, or, or, or to my knowledge, hasn't been done this well, where they're, you know, they're what they're doing is they're creating this program that actually allowed... So, so they do the whole movie in 2D. Now, they're doing it on a computer. They're doing it on, like, Wacom tablets that, you know, like they're drawing on this. There was a Muppet Babies uh, episode when I was a kid where they got, like, a pen that could draw stuff on a T te- on a screen, like a computer. And I remember being like, this is the cool and you know, obviously like they would draw and it'd come alive and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And now I work with that. I don't work with it personally. Well I was but gonna I see say I have, one yeah. I have one
3: downstairs if you ever want to use mine. Oh, too. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well I- here's the problem. The technology isn't going to suddenly make me a good artist because well, I am a true. bad artist. Yes. I yep. cannot draw. I always joke about doing, there's that meme where it's like, give me six characters and I'll draw six of them in like a grid, like give me six fictional characters. I'm always going to do that and then I just want to put it up and have everyone see how terrible I am and everything. (laughs) Anyway, um... But, like, they would do it on there. So, they're doing it all on the computer and kind of using programs, you know, not specifically caps and, and that stuff, but they're inking but they're, and painting it. And they're and it's all in 2D at this point. It's all in 2D yeah. at that point. And there's shots you can see that I'll put up on the Facebook page and other places that it looks like a very good 2D animated movie. It looks great. Yeah. And then they add this lighting and it goes from, like, oh, this is good to, like, this is transcendent.
3: Well, when you showed me the image of Klaus's beard... <laughs> So, and they like added the lighting to just his beard alone. I was like, Well, that's really So cool. last
0: night I found the video where it's like a time lapse of them doing a shot of Klaus. And the thing is is they've allowed they've created this program that kind of it doesn't just programmatically add the the, the lighting, and I think that's key, because then you get like weird artifacts and stuff. It allowed the artist to kind of paint it on there and and, and decide make those where decisions. it should be. This is a movie that took years to make and also, like, came in, was finished about a month before it shipped on Netflix, which, when I heard that, like, made the, like, creative production, like, designer in me, like, pardon the term, but, like, my sphincter, like, clenched. So,
3: I was like, oh, no, a month! Well, they, yeah, it was in... Like, yeah, it was in development for 10 years. I read it was about 10 years and then it was shopped around uh, for different studios from April 2015 to November 2017 and all the studios thought it was too risky. So they didn't want to take a chance on it. And then that's when Netflix got the rights was they acquired the rights in 2017 and then it wasn't released till 2019. So it obviously wasn't done when they were shopping it around.
0: Um, I, and I, and I understand that because like, even as I'm explaining it, I feel like people who aren't super technical in this field, like if I'm selling it to you, I'm like, yeah, we're going to have more shadows in this movie. It's like, who cares? But like, if you're like a, like in, in my mind, the like guy smoking a cigar and counting money at the Disney desk, yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. Well, um, Carly,
3: I'm curious, have you worked like, wh- as I guess this is kind of a twofold question. One, have you worked in any program like this? to like do the lighting and things like that. And then the second part of that question is they developed this program. So do you know if other people have used it, adapted it, done it on other things?
4: Uh, yeah. Like I've actually used Toon Boom a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm still like more of the bare bones level. Like my classmates who pursued 2D, like they do it daily. Okay. Um, the way the software works, it's, like, you can do the drawings. Um, you can also do, like, a more puppet-based one. But with the drawings, it, like, it turns it into solid objects in a way. So then that's how, like, the Lighten would register the object. And then you can still tweak the light in afterwards. Okay. Um, but, like, especially, like, since then, um, I've been watching, like, more and more cartoons on TV. Like, there's all these 2D shows coming out. And a lot of companies are switching to using Toon Boom from Flash and with uh, it has like its own built in composite software and it's allowing to do these cool effects um, uh, one scene in like, particular that I always like to think about is Mercury Filmworks uh, they do like the Lion Guard and Tangled the TV series mm. and they have like perfected the ability to like apply textures and do very nice soft lighting in their 2D uh, shows um, also Hilda, like if you've seen like any images from that, um, so like the one that's using class is definitely way more high end, but it's becoming like more streamlined across mm-hmm. the board in the technology. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: great. I, Cause that was, that's always, I'm always fascinated to see how people adapt it to obviously make it work for them, like for what they're doing. But I feel like they paved the way to be like, look what we did. And then it gets people thinking, how can we use it? And yeah. adapt it and whatnot.
0: The other thing you mentioned that we haven't mentioned here is a big thing they do in this is the textures on certain things. So what I want you and some of our audience to listen to pay attention. If this is your second time watching it, watch for this. You're gonna love this because I know how much you love hair.
3: I do love hair. Um,
0: look at their shirts. Look at their shirts and this stuff because oh, yeah. they add stuff so that it looks like they've they they add like like you look at my shirt right now and mm. it's got kind of this texture. They do that on certain things. I will and keep an eye on. it. Yeah. keep an it's eye. It's just like on a very that.
4: rough texture.
0: And, and that's so beautiful I just I, I hope oh God, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're like look, at, listen to these nerds It's what you're gonna see is just a beautiful movie that's well written and stuff and that's the other thing about this is the ability like we're talking about like where the artist can come on later and paint on the light and make changes mm. and do this stuff and make these <laughs> you know there's programmatic stuff that kind of gives you a good start but i'm going to speak right now to just a few people out there was but i want to thank good tools programmers are very important for bridging the gap between technology and creativity and artists and designers appreciate your work i know there's uh, there might be one maybe two tools programmers i know out there who know this but i appreciate i appreciate what you do okay
3: writing a love letter yes. to the tools programmers i love it uh, also talking about what the animators focused on is when they designed the town. So something else to look out for. The town uses a lot of sharp angles and triangles, and that was to show that the environment was not friendly or was uncomfortable. No, this is... So the, yes, I love so, how unfriendly this is. So. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. so they really made it a point. And Klaus is another example. You know, his cabin is sturdy and strong like mm-hmm. he is. So that's just another example, something else to look out for. I also read... That the town is fictional, Smyrensberg, but it was based on Smyrinberg, which is in Norway, and it was a prosperous whaling post in the 17th century. So it is somewhat based on a real place.
0: Did you read any of the information on the Sammy people that he...
3: So I read that the little girl, he went... She spoke no English. Nope. And he traveled to Norway where she lived. I did not write down the name of the town because I knew I wouldn't say it right. So I just (laughs) didn't do it. You can Google it. Here's your (laughs) pervert. Yeah. So,
0: but Our two Norway listeners are like stopping the podcast right now. So
3: he... He went there, he went to Norway and did the whole recording, just did the whole session with her through translation mm-hmm. and mimicry, which I thought was really cool. Well,
0: there, there was, there it were three people in on it and they're all sitting like right next to the microphone. And he would say, and he would give, deliver the line in English and, and like do it for her. Yeah. And then she would like watch and then she'd turn and look at her translator. Translator would tell her what, this is what he wants you to say and she would do it and she, they have a, there's a video of it again there's a there's a bunch of videos you know we're losing one of the things we're losing now is like Netflix doesn't give out, doesn't do Blu ray releases, so you don't get special features. But sometimes you can find them, and there's a lot on this. Yeah. And there's a lot of that recording session on that. And it's so adorable because she does one one time, and then she, like, puts her hands to her mouth and, like, looks at her translator and he's like, blah, 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 and then he says something, and they go, she wants to know if you can erase that one It wasn't Aww. very good. And he's like, oh, okay.
3: How old, do you know how old the girl was? I didn't come across that. Well, like, she's not, she's tween uh,
0: okay. like something like that i, I don't know it. but she was she had like glasses and a ponytail and he was just so like this director is like has that kind of javier bardem like really kind like well not mm-hmm. not javier bardem like in skyfall but like that real yeah. like <laughs> I, I picked like if you ever seen him interviewed he's got like a very warm quality if you've ever seen any of his characters they're horrifying monsters <laughs> yeah but he had this <laughs> very like warm spanish quality of just being like hello who, hello it's nice to meet you and like Never once, like, looked at the translator, was very connected with her, Mm -hmm. you know, did that sort of thing. Uh, But they, uh, yeah, but he was really, he really wanted to make sure that they, he goes, no, he goes, there's 30,000 people in the entire world who know this language. And he's like, we could very easily just do gibberish. And, like, no one no one would know. He's like, I, but it's very important to me to make sure it's done well.
3: Well, I think we talk about that all the time, authenticity and talking about, you know, what was done well, what wasn't in, in animated films as we go on. And I think there's something to be said about that and something very respectful for him to be like, you know, it's a language that a small amount of people know. But you want to do it justice not only for those people, but also to make it as authentic as possible.
0: Well, I also think when we, after we've watched all this, like how they do Disney movies and stuff, there's a certain way of doing things that some people try to emulate, but not the right things. You look at when Katzenberg goes off and does DreamWorks, you know, like, Shrek, Shrek Two was like the most like successful movie of all time at the time. Mm-hmm. So to say that he didn't have a success is is very diminutive. It's just like, very different. It's, but he but yeah. he took like you know he had business things like guy girls will go see guy animated movies, but girls will not. Guys will not go see girls animated movies. Hmm. And the face Tara is making <laughs> right now has dropped the temperature. In the room by at least seven degrees. Yeah, the
3: more I find out about that man, the less I, mean, I like was, him. He,
0: okay, in his def, in his defense, he
3: was like an '80s,
0: '90s yuppie That's business. That's fine. Person. I can like, still. I don't not think it's him. Th- I think it's the whole culture. Yeah, but you that still doesn't. For, yeah, he sucks. But I'm just saying, like. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not super surprised. He's, yeah. He's I, the person I think of whenever I see the like, now nah, we're not going to do Claus. But this movie did a lot of like what was important like the, the stuff that makes these movies, I think, iconic and not just successful. Mm-hmm. Is this movie, like I said, we, you know, it's there's a lot of care put into the authenticity of this. Even though it's a fictional town and it's a world, there's there's a place and and you can feel that in this. There's you know the the characters are done a certain way. They're allowing the artists to be the ones who are in charge of like the, the product through, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like 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 I said, it's not just programmatically. Like they're they're creating these tools that the lighting artists are using, not just the programmers, and yeah, stuff like that. Not a knock on programmers, but they're.
3: I mean, you just wrote a love letter to the tool program. Tools programmers. So. Shout
0: out to Shannon. <laughs> Shannon was a tools programmer um but yeah i you know uh, so is paul paul was a tools programmer. Oh. all the best programmers are tools programmers <laughs> um all of our like our, our like our good UI programmers yeah. are just like out of here and they're ai guys <laughs> anyway um and that's what i think i think they took the right lessons from disney and weren't just like oh this is interesting like they went to norway and they there's a whole video of them with the sammy people and like going through this thing and, and they're very nice to them um You know, like, there's all these, it's basically, it looks like it's from the movie. They're on a big sheet of ice. Mm -hmm. There's a couple, like, huts or tents or whatever. And there's just reindeer everywhere. It's great. Well,
3: there was one thing that I read. I didn't write it down. But at first, they had reindeer eating berries. And then they found out that that's actually really poisonous.
1: Oh, no. If reindeer (laughs) eat
3: berries, so they change it to moss in the film. And that's what they actually eat. But they, again, like going to that point of trying to make it authentic, they didn't want people to see it and then think, oh, reindeers can eat berries. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was to then try to feed a reindeer a berry. berry. So, I again, I I think that that goes to what we've been saying about how authentic they tried to make this film. Uh, I only have – I have two more things. One is something to look out for. After the sleigh crashes briefly, you can see the A113 on a crate that falls Mm. off the back, which we've talked about that before with Pixar. That was a classroom number um, in the California Institute for the Arts with a lot of the animators. So they pay tribute to that in this film. So I will be on the lookout for that. Apparently, it kind of happens quickly. And then I don't know that I'm going to say her last name right, but it was the last film that animator Mary L E S C H E R, Lesher, nice. Lesher, the film's dedicated to her because it was the last film she worked on, but I wasn't sure how to say her name. So just.
0: I just looked at my notes and I remember I didn't write very many notes last night because I was just like,
3: Tara, get
0: in here! <laughs> like on the like like
1: look how they're doing his beer. Yeah. and they
0: did like a whole thing and and she was like
1: oh great
0: and i'm like no i need you to get I excited it was very cool was i just no wasn't at the same energy level to, yes there's yeah. zero chance you yeah, could have yeah, matched yeah. my energy i was like look at look at it's it was like when i was in ireland and i kept yelling look
1: out the grass
0: look how green the grass is and everyone was like it's just grass and i'm like no you don't understand that's what i was doing the whole time i'm like i hope some of this energy comes across to people who maybe aren't into this stuff and maybe you'll you'll get it looking at it. it. Now, listeners, if you haven't seen it, this is would be. I know normally you're probably just go on to the next thing, but use this opportunity to watch it. Get your kids. It's you know, spoilers. It's very good for it's 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 very it's a kid great friendly, family if I remember family holiday movie. Um, it's it's if you don't have kids, grab your you know, it's it's good for just adults too. Like it's 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 a it's great. Go stop the the podcast when you hear the tape going into the VCR and watch this movie and then come back. For the rest of you who have seen it, we'll see you in a little bit. Now is the time to take the VHS out of the clamshell and put it in the VCR.
3: See you on the other side, listeners. We are back, listeners, and I loved it even more than the first time. I think because I could focus, I could focus on so many more things now, knowing a little bit more of the story. This is our, our yes. second watch through, and Carly, you said it's probably your third or fourth. Do you think?
4: Yeah, because you, I've like watched it at least once a year since it came out. Um, some years more than others, I believe, because it's just too good not to watch.
3: Yeah, it's, it's so good.
0: It's beautiful. It's Funny. Like I'm laughing. It's very it's funny. Heartfelt. Yeah. It's classic. There's a couple like lines where they say things that are like that are kind of out of time, a little anachronistic, but it's not too bad. Like it's just it's this is a lovely experience.
3: There is some dark humor, more like Adam's family type humor, Nightmare Before Christmas humor in it, as well as more straightforward humor. So that plays, I think, to all of us really yes. well. So if you like yeah. those movies, I think you'll really enjoy this if you still haven't seen it in which case we're scolding you because stop this podcast okay. and go we're watch not it
0: scolding them okay All right we are um,
3: encouraging you strongly to go watch
0: it. I I uh I think they have a the townspeople have a real Edward Gorey look to them mm, which is really yeah. good but like the 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 good guys like still look pretty like I, the, the character design is just really, really strong in this mm-hmm. movie. Yes. Um. Cloud. Cla- Cla- God dang it. Klaus R- rhymes is, with house. Rhymes with house. Because he Klaus. goes into the
3: houses to drop off the gifts. Klaus. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get it to connect uh, in your brain. I
0: just. I, I think he's very cool. I like how, how like just built like a brick house he is, and like and that was intentional. Yeah. This like <clears throat> strong. This strong character, as opposed to like the jolly. I mean, he's still jolly, but like. He's very different.
3: He has a very tough exterior.
0: He's a very specific type of Santa Claus that I don't think we see very often. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's very, like, like, and he even opens up near the end. Like, it becomes kind of more like this, like when he starts getting happy, he, like, talks a whole lot more. He's very somber and solemn mm-hmm. in the beginning. Let's, let's talk about this one because it's so All good. Right. Again, so- last chance, guys. If you haven't watched it, <laughs> I really... Cannot stress it enough It is like the Mitchells and the Machines Where I'm going to spend the next month or so Just telling people to watch it Yes
3: It's so good And that's what we did yeah. when we watched it last year You know Carly you had mentioned to us Leanne who was on the Toy Story episode She had yes. mentioned we should watch it Our
0: other anime all, uh, all, People who know what they're talking about Like this yes. movie These aren't just some schmo off the street These are industry professionals <laughs>
3: Uh, so it opens with a spotlight on letters falling and what I will say is I was waiting for the credits and then I was like, oh, I must have missed them because we were having a little bit of difficulty like syncing up in the beginning and then I realized the credits of the name, the the movie title does not come until the end of the movie, which I think is kind of cool. Because they want to give
0: you enough time to know how to pronounce it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's a wind up toy, like. Klaus, yes. it's got the wind up on the side of the K, so I thought that was cool. So that's at the very end of the film. But anyway, it opens up with these letters falling. And is it Jesper's character who's narrating? Mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, so he's narrating kind of over this. And we see a special love letter that comes to Cadet Johansson, and he's at the Royal Post Academy. And
0: the stuff with the guy, like his drill sergeant, the drill sergeant, like his face is behind him looking just so mad. And everything he does is so good. If you get a chance to watch it like a second time, watch The Drill Sergeant. Yeah,
3: and basically we find out that Jesper, who's Cadet Johansson, he's very lazy. He's very spoiled. He has a Cusco vibe. We all agreed. Yes. Uh, And his father is the Postmaster General. So that's what we find out. A special letter comes to him to go meet with the Postmaster General. We find out it's his father. He's been summoned. Played by Sam
0: McMurray. Uh, I don't know what you know him from, but he's been an eight. He's a, like, character actor so he's been in a bunch of stuff. yeah
3: and so we see this montage and there's so many good montages in this film when they're describing something and then they flash to it so and it's a lot of like physical bits so again we might not describe everything because we're just gonna tell you to go watch it because it's so good but there's this montage of him failing every exercise in the postal academy yes. like everything he's supposed to do he can't do it right and I know
0: that that Ace Ventura thing. Remember Ace Ventura at the beginning, where he's carrying the package and it's getting smashed. Oh yes, Actually, yeah. I felt like to me when he's just kicking it down the stairs. And yeah.
3: So his father realizes he's purposely failing. He wants to purposely fail out, so then he can just go back to being spoiled and you know kind of do whatever he wants. And he right then and there makes him a postman, and that's where his drill sergeant gets even more upset that he's got. Some, he's like, officially yeah. become a postman after doing nothing that all these other people are training to do. Well, I also like
0: the scene where they show him where he's going to go, and uh, what's the name of the town again?
3: Uh, oh, I have it. Smearsburg Smearnsburg, yeah.
0: And it's like this very long, drawn-out scene of him, like, pushing the, the, the figure of the marker all the way down the map, and then, like, the really close camera movements of like it going – like they do a really good job of like where is this going?
3: Yeah, and so we realized that the deal is he has to get 6,000 letters of his own stamped by his hand or he's cut off for good. He's completely cut off from any connection with his father, his money, yes. all of those things.
0: His silk sheets. Yes,
3: his silk sheets, his hot tea or coffee or whatever it is that he wants, warm bath. And then you hear the drill sergeant say after he leaves, you know, do you really think, like, isn't that a little too harsh? So we realize that something's up with this town. We don't exactly know what, but we know that his father's aware this isn't going to be an easy task. And Jesper thinks it will be. He's like, 6,000 letters, no problem, I can do it, whatever. And his father says something, you know, maybe he'll even thank me when this is done. And then there's this montage of Jesper getting to the town and he's
0: sarcastically <laughs> thanking sarcastically his thanking his father
3: as he has problem after problem trying to get there and
0: was that the test footage i don't know if that's specifically but uh, the scene they kept talking about the test footage that they did to kind of show the lighting effects and everything they wanted to do the, they showed scenes that looked like they were from here
4: where um, he's like yeah, trying to get a I-
0: cart somewhere
4: I remember some of those being in the test footage. Um, majority of what I remember was him trying to deliver letters. It's mm, just okay. those kind of gags.
0: Yeah, because the, they wanted to... Sh- I remember this was like... like- Most of it is hand-drawn. It shows the backgrounds, which the backgrounds went through a lot of processing. And they're
3: gorgeous, too. You know, even just going through viewing and focusing on Mm -hmm. the backgrounds as well as each character. There's so much detail in every piece of this film. And
0: they're doing um, that kind of uh, compositing in a way that gives it depth as well. So they can kind of parallax it and do those things. Um, the you know it's got the the snow is some of the effects they're using, and the cart in that scene is CG. That's full CG, but it's using like the same ink and paint as Jesper and the hand drawn stuff, so that it all feels like it's it's uh, It's a similar cohesive.
3: Yeah, all blends in perfectly. Yeah, it really does. And that's the other thing is he has to take a cart on his own versus like being chauffeured around, and so he gets to this boat. And we meet this captain, and this captain kind of is his guide. Not mm-hmm. a very good guide, but a very sarcastic guide. He's a great character. Him. Played um, by uh,
0: Norm Macdonald. Yes, and I R. think this D.
3: is one of his, I think this is his last role I read. Is or his close last full, to it. Think,
0: yeah, he didn't, like, wasn't a big actor. He had, like, a huge podcast up until recently. Yeah, so. I don't know, so he just did a few roles. Yeah,
3: but. so I, I had read something about that, but, um... He meets him and basically he sets him up. He sets Jesper up in a lot of ways. But you see the town. It's so foggy. It's so cold. And then the captain's like, you should see it in the spring. The gray is really hot. Like he's got so well, many good one lines I like when that. He,
0: go- he goes, is the weather always like this? And he goes, no, we're having a heat wave. <laughs>
3: yes. So good. Uh, so we see the townspeople. And this is where it gets a little nightmare before Christmas, a little Adam's family. Oh,
2: yeah. Because
3: the kids kids with the carrot snowman is really good. And those kids always like stare right into the lens of the camera, like each, and then like a slow pull away. The other one that's really good is. There's a couple of people carrying something, and someone loses a shoe, and a woman goes out to get it, and then she slowly backs up oh, into the darkness of the door. Tara, and...
0: I think the shoe comes out of the thing they're carrying,
3: implying oh, it's a that's body. A body. <laughs> oh, I didn't even put that together. Oh, that makes yes. so much more sense. That's why she goes. It shh, shh, makes closed. so much more sense. I thought they just lost a shoe. Nope, I think they're carrying a body. <laughs> That sounds great. I hope that's a gif. I hope we can find just a gift yes. of her like backing up, shushing. I am
0: so glad I got to like expose that fact. I You're didn't even the put joy that together. Your face of,
3: like... that's so good. <laughs> the other one is the kids and that man. It it's not a wheelchair. I think it's a rocking chair.
2: Yes. But he's, he's a in this
3: chair. rocking chair, and these kids constantly push him from high heights. We see it happen a couple yes. times, but this is the first time. So we realize that. The kids are pretty awful. Like, they're they're kind of terrorizing each other. And we... we it's,
0: it's all very... Just, you know, because it sounds scary. It's all very Looney Tunes-esque. Like, it's that yes. kind of violence. <laughs> yeah. It's not...
3: And so then the captain tells him, oh, yeah, they'll do a big fanfare for you. They'll be so excited was, you're here. Ring the well, bell. no, he
0: says, where's my reception? That's and what it is. Goes, oh, reception? Yeah, ring
3: the bell. Yeah. And so we find out later it's called the battle bell. Uh, and then as soon as the bell rings, the whole town shows up ready to fight, and this is where we're introduced, that there's kind of two clans, two families, uh, and they are the Crumbs and the Ellingbows, mm-hmm. and they've had this family feud for as far back as they, the, as far the, as history you know, goes yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, the
0: implication later is there are yep. cave paintings Yeah, we
3: find, we find out later when they talk about it, but, um... They Then they say they sent us another postman, and they all laugh. So now we realize this isn't the first time someone has been sent to try to get this town yeah, to send Yeah, no one mail.
0: writes to each other because no one cares they all hate each other. And we
3: find out that children, some children don't know how to write there, and we were introduced to why that is coming yes. up next here. So he runs away from everybody fighting, and again, every time they fight, there's a lot of good details and physical bits to look out for, but things that I really think you need to just watch it. Uh, but all the kind of like intricacies of that. But he ends up in the school and we find out that she was a teacher and she's gutting fish. And yeah, so this is a really a great longer. scene. Yeah, Alva.
0: Alva is such a good character uh, physically the way they do her to, Like she just, n- no animated character has looked more over it that I've ever seen. She yes, just is, even more than Meg. She's so frustrated, yeah. just like, look! Like, she's very, like, upset. Like, Meg has still kind of, like, got some of her stuff together. Yeah. Alva is just like, she's like, she's up. just a few dollars away from getting out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. She's
3: she's desperate, has given up, and then is also determined to get out. So she's got a kind of mix of, of feelings. I think she's committed to now getting out. And she's voiced by
0: Rashida Jones. Oh gosh, I, she's so good. That's the thing. I feel like last time I was like, I don't really like her. And this time I was like, what was I thinking? Like I really yeah, really she's really, really like great. Her.
3: She's a really great character. And there's something that they do with the way they film that makes it feel like it's a live action film with how they zoom in and how they frame the characters. They do it a lot without. And they do it a lot with Mrs. Crum, the head of the, the Crumb clan, where they frame them in such a way where they're like zooming in almost. I don't I don't know what I don't know if you know what I'm trying to get at, but
0: I don't. But I, I mean, I do think they do a lot of interesting camera work. And I don't know yeah. specifically what you're saying, but I agree with you on the camera. It's the, work.
3: Yeah, I guess it's the, more the feeling of the camera work feels like it's live action, but it's all animated. Does yeah. that make sense? And I don't know.
0: And moving like that in a 3D environment makes sense, but it, doing that in something that's 2D animated
4: is much more difficult, correct, yeah. Carly? Um, if it's like a 3D set, um, you can sometimes constrain the drawings to a 3D camera. Okay. Um, so like in like that one sequence when I brought up that this was like a 3D set, that was probably constrained to the camera, um, but a lot of the time it's just, like, a lot of practice of just drawing the character slowly rotating.
3: Got it.
0: But that's still, like, more skill than, like, some of the oh, things yeah. I think for a long time when they were starting to do 3D animation. It's, like, you can put a camera and you can make changes to the where the camera is and stuff with, like, fully rendered characters and things like that. And that's yeah. something you can't. Because yeah. the 2D characters don't exist at certain angles.
3: Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to get yeah, at. Yeah, 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 Or it almost feels like a stop motion in a sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that's really actually Yeah, there. something
3: that's tangible, even though it's not. Yeah. So uh, it's very humorous, her gutting all these fish. And she basically says, you know, he goes, what happened to you? Because he sees this picture of her in her cap and gown with her diploma on the wall. Mm. She's like, well, none of the kids come to school you know they don't want the parents, it because them, the parents yeah. don't want them interacting with one another so they can't come to school and so she's a little bit frustrated to say the least mm. uh, we feel her frustration here he then gets to the post office it's run down it's snows falling in chickens have made it their home it is not really an ideal place to live uh, when he wakes up the next morning, he has to go to the outhouse, which is like on one plank, and he's got to like balance it to get out there. I
0: would say that's the one thing about this movie I wish they would have resolved is I would like to see that his bathroom situation gets better. Well, we
3: do see at the end of the film the post office looks very nice, so I would assume that yep. the bathroom also got a remodel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we don't. That's the only time we see the outhouse. But then, uh, I love. All of these things that we see the townspeople do in the background. So I just would write down ones that I would catch. But there's an older woman who takes all of her fish guts and throws them on the banners of the house of someone else and then <laughs> just hanging walks laundry. away. Yeah, she, but
0: she does it with such purpose of like, this is what I do every day yes. at 9 a.m. Yeah,
3: I prepare dinner and then I the remains go on their laundry. <laughs> uh, and so you see the town fighting even when the bell hasn't rung, like all these things that they're doing to one another.
0: Well, I think that's good in showing that this this maybe the way they treat each other isn't necessarily malicious as much as it is just, this is how we've always done things. Yeah, yep. and
3: you see this as he's trying to find letters. So he's going to every mailbox and realizing nobody sends mail. And through this, the captain keeps giving him updates, you know, very sarcastic and kind of giving him updates on, like, what's going on with the town and why it is the way it is. So he tries... There's a kid up in what looks like a tower, and his drawing (laughs) floats down to Jesper.
0: And it's a drawing of him, like... Looking sad in this tower. And it's like, yeah, he's sad in the the house. Looks like he's trapped. Yeah. And
3: so he tries to get... the, The kid wants the letter back and says, oh, just put it in the mailbox or bring it up to me. And then this is where Jesper's like, no, no, if you have a penny... I can mail it to you. And he tries to, like, really get the kid excited about mailing his drawing back to himself. And then the father shows up with these two deck dogs.
0: (laughs) The dogs (laughs) are so horrific looking.
3: Yes. And so he gets he then gets chased by dogs and runs away. Uh, so he plans his first goal is I'm gonna get letters in two weeks. In two weeks I'm gonna be out of here, you know, I'm gonna get the six thousand letters, I know I can do this. And then we see like a montage of time passing. Yes. And all of these um what is that? When you mark he's, the days, yeah, the yes, tally hash marks, marks or hash marks.
0: Well then he's like crossing out Houses on the map of places where he couldn't get anybody to do mail.
3: And then the captain, of course, is there in the window, like being a little smart. And he says, Oh, well, what's all the way up in this corner? And it's like all the way in the very top, like right corner, there's this little like house. And so he's like, "Oh, the woodsman lives there. You, you should, you should go visit him. That, that's a great idea." And my thought was, "This guy has never set you up for success. Like, it, like, why should you listen to him at this <laughs> well, point?"
0: Well, because he's desperate. I like, guess he has that's to true. Something. Like, I like the idea that he thinks he's going to get there, and he's going to be like, "I've been waiting to send these six thousand letters for so long." Yes.
3: <laughs> So uh, He walks in The place looks abandoned The door winds up locking behind him Ice falls He's basically trapped in there And he sees all these toys And one of the toys He accidentally starts it to play And it's very intricate It's kind of like this musical band Mm -hmm. playing And then he sees the shadow Of what we come to know as Klaus With an axe Klaus Klaus Oh see I did it (laughs) Uh, With an axe It's the
0: one thing this movie has going against (laughs) me. It makes me so... Yeah. Yeah.
3: So um, he sees this shadow. He freaks out. He tries to run away. And at this point, we don't see Klaus's face, mm-hmm. which I really like how we're introduced to him. We're introduced to him kind of piece by piece, very slowly. He winds up running away. And the letter, which is really the drawing of the kid, kind of falls in the snow. And this is the first time we're introduced to the wind and we were talking about how the famous
0: w- character actor the wind
3: yes but we were talking about how from moment one you know there's something special about the wind even if you don't really know what it is it has like this magical quality to it the music changes mm-hmm. uh the lighting everything about it is a little bit different and so it kind of blows the picture to klaus and he looks at it what happens next i'm Drawing a blank, he goes sorry. and
0: he he brings a he brings, he brings a the toy. That's to, what he does. He yeah. brings a toy to Jasper. Right? And he's like, "You're a postman, aren't you? Put it. Go take it there." That's right. That's and right. Jasper goes through a very like Looney Tunes esque like attempt to get into the house. Well,
3: and also when he's in the cart with him, <laughs> yeah, he's like smushed oh, to yeah. the side. <laughs> and even at this point, we don't see Klaus's face really well. It's kind of darkly lit he's got a because hood. he's got the hood over it. And he goes. He goes. We can't just leave it. It doesn't fit in the mailbox. He's like, oh well, I can't get in there. And you see all these booby traps. They're like bear, claw bear traps, traps and spikes. And, yeah.
0: And and Jesper's also like, this is clearly a head. Like he doesn't know what's in the box. He's like, I'm yeah. giving this kid clearly a human head.
3: And then Klaus just bends the bars of the fence so easily. And I think at this point, Curly, you mentioned something you loved,
4: like just oh, the contrast between them.
3: Yes, the contrast between them, and we talked a lot about. How Jesper would be something very fast, very quick, very funny, and then very still, very yes. slow, very quiet.
0: A lot of the humor from this is like, it's very still, and then something fast happens. And mm-hmm. then, like, even in the scenes, like, like the way Jason Schwartzman talks is just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's just punctuated moments with spaces in between. J.K. Simmons, by the way, voice of Klaus in well, this.
3: we haven't heard him talk yet. Yes,
0: he has. He said, like, you're a postman, well- aren't you?
3: Oh, I guess he did yeah, say yeah, that. He, he doesn't yeah. talk very much. Yeah, for like I guess he's, real, he's really movie. only said like one or two words yeah. at this point. And so. They He watches the boy open the package. Basically, what happens is he gets the package to the door. Then the dogs come out again. So, Jesper runs away. I
0: feel like we've watched so many Santa Claus things where we say, like, well, why doesn't anyone wake up and go after him? Or, you know, we make those jokes. And this is the first movie to, like, deal with it. And it works because it's not actually Santa Claus being, like, hunted with a gun and trying to get out the front door.
3: And so, so, he klaus watches the child open the package it's this toy frog with a pole string and you know this is the first time we also see him without the hood i think he brings the hood down at this part in the film (laughs) and we really get to see his face as well
0: his nose is him and the noses in this movie and how they're shadowed it's a weird thing to key in on but like klaus's nose like if you would have told me it's like we did this whole movie 2d except for klaus's nose i'd be like <laughs> makes sense like it looks he'll move and it looks like it's gonna like come out of the screen yeah it's crazy yeah
3: so then we cut to because jesper's run away and we cut mm-hmm. to the next morning well,
0: jesper's been chased away. well yes because then the fair dogs enough. like he come up to klaus and like Klaus just gives him a look, and they go, whoop, and they run off.
3: That's right, yeah. And so he wakes up the next morning in the post office with this makeshift weapon, because now I think he's afraid of everyone. Something out of a broom. Yeah, he's afraid of Klaus. He's afraid of the dogs. He doesn't, he just wants everything to, like... He's yeah, he's done. And then these kids knock on the door, and they want to send a letter to Mrs. Yes. Mr. yes Oh,
0: because the, the letter gets dropped, and the kid finds it after he gets a toy, so he puts together, oh, you write a letter... And you get a you toy. Get a toy.
3: Yeah, and so he talks to the kids, in the, this is... This next montage, he talks to the kids in the shadows kind of as if he was a drug dealer. Yes, they say that
0: specifically in the making of. They yeah. say he's supposed to look
3: like a drug dealer. Oh, he 100% feels that <laughs> way. He's want a toy? He's always like, in the shadows. A to,
4: like a will slide a piece of paper to the yes.
3: kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's always in the shadows. He's like sliding things like Carly just said. He's also, I love that he's making paper and pencils. He's making it so easy for the kids. Like, oh, you don't yeah. have paper and pencil? Here you go. I've got that for you. Now, don't forget your penny you have to bring your penny like it's this whole system and it's a really good scene so now comes the tough part now he's got all these letters and now he's got to convince klaus so he's got to go back up Mm -hmm. to his house and And this this is the first
0: time we see klaus making the bird houses and well
3: and he splits that log with his hands
0: like uh captain america and ultron
3: (laughs) just splits it with his hands and then he has this rope that we find out is going to hang the birdhouse, but it looks just like a noose. And yes.
0: And he hands, he
3: hands it to Jesper. Okay. He goes, fine. Okay. <laughs> he just goes to put it on himself. It's such a good scene. Uh, and then he throws it up there and you see all these birdhouses. And you made a comment. And I agree with you too. That sound, when they all clink against one another, when the wind blows through the birdhouses, it has, like, that wind chime quality.
0: Well, a wooden wind chime. Yes. I feel like you and I are wind chime connoisseurs. We and, do like, love a wind when chime. we usually hear, like, uh, a wooden wind chime, we're like, boo. But this one had this, like, real <laughs> nice sound to it that mm-hmm. was like, I'd get a wind chime of those birdhouses.
3: Yeah. And so... Klaus, you know, he's saying go away. He mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with Jesper. And then the wind seems to change his mind. The wind picks up. It kind of comes back. You kind of see the expression in his face change a little bit.
0: I also love that it's kind of through Klaus's point of view. Like when Jesper turns to look because he's looking behind him. And the wind's like essentially pointing at him like, you should follow this guy. And Jesper's Jesper looks oblivious. and it goes away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this whole movie does a really cool thing where it's not a fantasy movie. But it is, but like... Everything in it, like, it feels like someone telling you a story that really happened and they're exaggerating. It's almost like Big Fish, but, like, <laughs> even less fantastical than Big Fish. Yeah. And, like... Well, and
3: it's also because it's a, a legend or a story, I should say. It's it's a tradition that we know. Yes. Right? So that makes it a little bit more... It makes it less fantastical because of that, don't you think? I,
0: well, I think they could have easily done it. Like We literally last week just watched a movie that went way <laughs> further in the yes, fantastic that's
3: true. portion
0: of, of Santa Claus's his origin story. Well,
3: and I was just going to refer to what we did last week uh, and remind me the name of that the film. The Life
0: and Adventures of Santa Claus. Yes. So, in or, the... or that crazy bat- <laughs> Santa Claus
3: <movie>. Yes. <laughs> so in that film... All of the things are kind of decided not by Santa Claus, like what we are, yeah. what we know as the traditions. What I like in this film a lot is he makes very specific decisions that are the tradition we know, and then the kids make Pick up, up a lot it, of the yeah. traditions, which I really like. So the first is Klaus says, "I'll do this, but it has to be in the dead of night, and I have to go with you." Yeah. So that's like he's adamant about that, and we find out he, it's because he enjoys seeing the children open yes. the toys, and I'm sure he also doesn't want to be out in the... He also doesn't seem to want to be around people. Yeah, he's
0: like, kind he's of like kind a, recluse, of a, a, recluse. a little bit, yeah. I also like that Santa Claus comes out of the chimney because he throws Klaus up on the house the first time. <laughs> yes. Or clothes, throws Jesper. And then I like the scene where the kids are, like, coming up with everything, and they're like, he loves cookies, and, like, Je- Jesper's listening to him, and it's all stuff Jesper does. It's like, what was it? he? It's put- another
3: good montage. Yeah, he puts... Yeah. If, you're, if you hang your socks by the...
0: Uh, Chimney, he'll put toys in them, and it cuts to him, and like all these dogs are looking at him, and he's like, ha,
3: ha, ha, like yeah. And then, then the sock. one kid who was mean to him when he first showed up in town, he then looks over at the pile of coal, and he puts a lump of coal. <laughs> so it's Jasper who starts the yeah. "if you're not good," and that comes a little bit later. But something we see um, is how the toys bring the kids together, and we see the hole in the fence. And
0: between an Ellenbow and a crumb house. child. Yes. Yeah.
3: And they have the toy frog and they're and playing together. it crosses together. over. Yeah, yeah. And you hear them laughing and you hear them playing and the families are upset. And the parents of each child bring them to kind of the head of the clan of each, each group. And this is when we learn the history of the feud that we referenced yes. earlier. And they, they
0: just show all these like different pieces of art and, and statues from different eras of just them fighting. And it's like ancient greek pottery and like what looked like norse carvings like it's it's so they're like we've been fighting forever
3: so then and they don't
0: give a reason like they're like why why do we fight they're like because we've been doing it forever and mm -hmm. it's like what happened what started this
3: so then we watched jesper this is the whole montage of him trying to deliver the toys and all the traps did you guys have a favorite bit there were a lot of them but i didn't know if you had like a favorite one of him
0: I liked him getting cookies. I don't know why. I like that like Santa Claus was whole, he likes cookies yeah. because someone left out cookies and Jesper's was like, hmm. Yeah. Like, everything else seemed like kind of a thing where Jesper was like, well, no, that's not why I did it. And funny. And cookies was like, man, this is really going to pay off for me in the long run. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, I think the cookie one was my favorite too. And it's more because like, all the other ones were like, it was his, like he was just too scared of mm-hmm. something going on. But that one was just him being his usual smug self. And he's like, no, I deserve this cookie, even if it's someone else's. Also, yeah. maybe I want some cookies. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm yeah. I'm starting
3: to
0: think that might be part of
3: it. Uh, so then there are so many kids at the post office. And this is when we're first introduced to the little girl.
0: Margu, I believe her
3: name is. Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. And so she's so colorful. It's She's so different from the rest of the kids in the town. So it's clear she's from somewhere else. And she doesn't speak their language. And so...
0: Well, she's blonde. Like, everybody has a specific hair color. Like, all the Ellen bo No, Yeah, all the Ellingbo's are redheads and all the crumbs have dark Mm -hmm. black hair. And then she's got like this very light, like she looks like the most Nordic of like any of them. And she's also wearing that very colorful clothes and speaking in uh, Sammy, you know, or if you don't know it, it's definitely another language.
3: Yeah. And so he kind of pushes her aside. And this is when the kids let him know. Well we don't know how to write Like we can't give you a letter For Klaus Because we don't know how to write And then he just brings them To the school And mm-hmm. that's a great scene too Where they show up at the school And she's like Brushing her teeth Yeah And chopping fish yeah. And she's so annoyed And so bothered That they're there And uh, We find out that It's been five years She's been there for five years She's very upset that Jesper has kind of changed things for her and Mm -hmm. now she's got to like deal with these kids whereas she used to love that and so we start to see her character change from here on out too Um, there's a couple of montages about you know her teaching the kids and taking her money that she saved to leave to pay for school supplies and things like that so we see that a little bit later Uh, but this is when the kids start talking about how Mr. Claus klaus can fit in any size chimney
0: i wish we had done a uh, like a hash marks on how many times we i klaus did it i did it
3: great in the first half second half i'm I I, i'm
0: not denying that i ruined your brain what i'm saying is it's just <laughs> happening a lot
3: uh but i also like when all the kids are telling these stories that we referenced to earlier you can tell a little bit that jesper's a little jealous like, because he's not... It's him who's doing all this. Yeah, I things. thought
0: that was... I remember the first time I saw it, I thought that was going to be, like, the big thing. is I, like like, that... I don't get any credit for this. And then he never seems to care. Yeah, I
3: like that it kind of evens out. And I think, like you said, Carly, he gets it back with the cookies. Like, that's a selfish thing. I think that started out as, like, that was not left for him. Mm-hmm. He just ate someone's food. And then the coal. I think the coal, he really enjoys that moment. When he gives the kid the coal, and when the kid comes to him at the post office the next day, and then he tells... He tells this story of, well, he's always watching <laughs> and if you're naughty, you know, you're gonna get coal instead. So and then the music it, cut right there, too. Yes. Yeah.
0: I, I feel like their parents who watch this movie are like, yeah. Like yeah. that feels very elf on the shelf to me. Uh-huh. Like,
3: There's a couple of musical cues, not many, but I think they're so appropriate.
0: Have you seen yeah. the elf on the shelf? This this is intangible It's an elf on, I know. You you put you like, here we go.
3: Well no, because you were
0: I know, I was saying you got all those, but real mm-hmm. quick, have you seen, it's Elf on the Shelf, but what they've done is it's fan, it's, a, it's a figure of Thanos doing the snap, and then there's a hat, and it's all oh, crum, no. it's crumbled candy canes. Oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> anyway, that was it. I thought that
0: oh, was really funny. funny.
3: Uh, so, this is when we start to see the teacher have joy again for teaching, because the one little girl wants to write her name. And then she writes it out. And and then all
0: the other kids are like, teach me my name. Yeah,
3: yeah. And first when the little girl writes her name, she's kind of like the teacher's rolling her eyes. And then she's like, wow, that's my name. And then all the kids get excited. They all want to write their names. And then we start to see her really turning around. Then it cuts back to them. And now it's another thing that they have to solve. Now it's too many toys. It's too heavy for the cart. The horse can't pull the cart. And so he sends Jesper to catch the reindeer. So he's, this is a whole physical bit of him trying to catch the reindeer. And then you see Klaus in the background just dropping little pieces of moss. And the reindeer just all follow him and like are in place. And then Jesper's like, really? Like, I was chasing all these reindeer around. But the kind of the first magical moment between them is when they're in the cart. And the reindeer take off and they're both so excited of how fast it's going. And they both have this moment. We hear the traditional ho, ho, ho from Santa. Yes. From Klaus, uh, his laugh.
0: J.K. Simmons is such a good Santa. Voice. Oh, he's so
3: good. And they, they kind of connect and bond in this moment that we haven't really seen up to this point. So then, uh, This is where the naughty list and everything comes in. We talked about and the kids doing good deeds. We start seeing that. So after Jesper says, you know, he's always watching, Mm -hmm. all the kids are doing good deeds for the other families that were feuding. Yes. And so there's a whole montage of that. And so what's really great is they connect it with all the things we saw in the beginning. So the creepy kids with the snowman with like 12 carrots, like... (sighs) We see that their snowman doesn't have as many carrots. We see that they take the laundry down before the fish guts get thrown up. So there's all these things that we've come to know that these townspeople do that the children then kind of interject.
0: It starts affecting the adults because, like, they get the berries for that one. They bring berries to, like, the the Ellingbo children bring berries to the crumb neighbor. Mm -hmm. And then the crumb neighbor, she's like, and then she made jam. And she brings jam and she, like thrusts it out I'm like, here. Like like she's yeah. she's doing nice things but she's being kinda of snobby. And then about the it. father
3: on the other side of the fence, instead of mending the fence, builds like a play. Well, well
0: that's later when they actually start doing nice things, but I like it first when they're like Begrudgingly, oh, yes. be nice to each yeah. other because the other woman yeah. makes like a pie out of the berries and like here, like yeah, like, yeah. it's yeah. like they don't like they feel forced. Yes, yeah. but then later they're like because because the same thing after they he builds the 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 playhouse. There's also she comes over with a berry cake and the woman like is like come in like she's oh you know, that's like, right it changes yeah to so that it later. progresses yeah. yeah
3: and then this is where we hear for the first time that klaus says a true selfless act always spawns another Mm -hmm. and i will just like i don't want to go on a soapbox too long here but i love the message of this film that is like a very clear message that they say throughout that we very clearly see and i think it's a great message to teach children right
0: well it's also very simple but like it's it's like do good deeds and it, and it you know I, it's I, I think it's very simple and it's not forced down your throat but it's just you see all the implication of like i'm doing good things and how it's affecting everybody in these dominoes mm-hmm. how of it like spreads. it makes you feel yeah. good but it also yeah. like helps others
3: mm-hmm. and so then the heads of the families kind of meet in secret <laughs> and they start talking about how oh i guess they don't meet in secret yet both sides of the families decide they're going to sabotage them. Yes. And one family throws the giant boulder. One throws the giant tree down at Klaus and Jesper. But then they start arguing about getting in each other's way.
0: Yeah. So then they still. What are you doing at my ambush? Yes. Your ambush.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then the sleigh is going fast to try to avoid them. And they go up off this cliff. And the little boy looks out in the middle of the night, and it looks like the sleigh and the reindeer are are flying. I
2: saw last night.
3: Yeah, so good. (laughs) Uh, So then it cuts to the next day, and the toy shelves are almost empty. And uh, Klaus says, "Just a couple more trips should do it." And this is where we realize he just kind of wants to clear out the toys, Mm -hmm. not necessarily keep making (laughs) toys. And this is where Jesper is getting closer to his goal, but they need to make more toys to make that happen. And the little girl comes back. So the Sammy girl comes back, shows up. And uh, this is when Jesper kind of pushes her away again because he gets this idea to wait till Christmas. Right. Kind of has a brainstorm like light bulb moment mm-hmm. when he's interacting with her. And then this is when the families meet at the bell. Yes. And the families meet at the bell and decide to have a truce to come together. To get rid of Jesper and to also get rid of Klaus with the toys. And even when they have the truce, someone accidentally rings the bells and they all start fighting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then uh, it cuts back to Klaus. He's chopping wood, the wind's blowing in the birdhouses to his house. And Jesper has set up a new workshop, but it's, it seems that Klaus thinks someone else is there. Yes. That it's not Jesper. So we're finding out a little bit more of his backstory. And, you know, he starts pointing out all these different work areas. And, you know, this is how we could do it. We could make it work. And then this is where Klaus gets very upset and kind of sends him away. Because he, he pulls down.
0: There is a carving in the corner that is like.
3: Covered by it's a It's covered.
0: Sheet. And he pulls it down. And there's, there's all these like nooks in the in the corner. Except one of them at the top has like. A figure that very much looks like Klaus and a woman figure. And he's like, get out. Like, he won't talk about it.
3: Yeah. So then uh, he doesn't want to make any of the new toys. That all happens. And the Sammy girl is still on the porch at the post office when Mm -hmm. Jesper comes back.
0: Just her her parents have no idea
3: where she is. (laughs) Yes. She's traveled a long distance, (laughs) we find out. But um, this is when they talk to one another. In different languages, and we were talking about how they did such a good job here with the animation, with her expressions, the inflection in her voice—like she did a fantastic yeah, job and, in voice acting,
0: getting her intention across—and even though it's in a foreign language, and yes. that's what he's talking about, like we about the whole we could have done gibberish, but mm-hmm. like it was—I I, you know, this is a very cool. She's a great character. Yeah, I love she's her. a
3: great character, yeah. and this is also where we see the turn in Jasper because he brings her to the teacher. And he's like, do you understand her? Like, I, I don't know what Do you she's- understand this? This. Yeah. he
0: just points down at uh,
3: And so then the three of them work together, and we kind of see this little montage of them working together.
0: And this was the scene, Carly, where you were saying the, the it's a digital set that they're all moving around, yeah. and the camera moving around.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and as then they're then sitting the at the table. Into
3: it. Yeah. That's very cool.
0: And, and, and remember, because we talked about that shot in Atlantis where it goes around the uh, mm-hmm. the submarine, and then the
3: panoramic
0: i i know i think it's just a i don't know what it's called panoramic is like long
3: i feel like i keep switching it's yeah, panning around yeah i think that's, that's probably why I mean.
0: um but yeah it's the same thing where it's just rotating around a point and i think you know obviously this does it yeah. it integrates a lot better here so it's cool yeah. it's cool to see one of the things i really have enjoyed about this podcast is the evolution of sh- stuff like that where i'm like oh this is like you know i think you were the one carly who once said like essentially you're taking like animation history of animation class with this with this podcast so it's just cool to see that stuff
3: and it's fun to make the connections from film to film and kind of see how they change it and adapt it so jesper starts making toys on his own in the post office and klaus kind of shows up and uh he starts teaching klaus right that's kind of the next bit and then they take the toy that they made uh all bundled up they oh. go to the captain
0: well no no Klaus oh. teaches Jesper how to carve yes wood. did I say it the other way yes but okay. I like how he does it where he just puts it down at him and Jesper is like hey man I'm sorry He's like, just, he just goes uh uh-uh, uh no and he just points like yeah. I don't want to talk about it we're just going to do this
3: mm-hmm. and so they go to the captain and they travel a very long journey this is when we find out how far this little girl has traveled mm-hmm. each time she comes to see Jesper wait they go to
0: the captain do they go on a? The yeah tri- they go on the boat oh my god they do yeah
3: <laughs>
1: How is this girl
0: getting I know, here? She, I think
3: she's getting there the same way they get there. I didn't connect that. that yeah, because he's
1: talking
0: about the aurora borealis and the stuff. Later isn't? on, yeah, I, he's not doing it there when they're on the boat.
3: At the end, they see I, the maybe Northern that's Lights, well, maybe, I'm, I'm maybe put those there two scenes together. Don't
0: know. Oh my god!
3: But yeah, this, this
0: child should be taken away.
3: No, she travels a really far time, and they're intense, uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere, and so they leave. They're the present. intense.
0: They're not intense. Oh, yes. you are not like, yes, ah! no, yeah. I'm
3: just kidding. <laughs> uh, so they leave the present, and they hide, and they wait until morning, and this is, I think, the full turn of Jesper here, mm-hmm. is where, like, he, the joy he feels, and he's so excited to see her, and it's kind of this sled with a sail, and so we watch her parents come out, and all three of them you know, having her getting her pulling her in, and getting her to ride on this present that yes. they made and for if her.
0: Any uh you know, of our fairy tale friends out there has one of those for a two hundred and fifty pound man and he wants to send it <laughs> our way, just let us know. Well
3: uh we would need to do it on the water versus in the snow because we have them.
0: I would drive if we had one that was for my size for I would snow? just someone just like throw it and I'm like
4: <laughs> there you go.
0: I mean, yeah, same thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is when. Well, I don't know why I didn't ask you, oh,
3: the yeah. Canadian. Have like, you ever with... seen something
4: like that in Canada? Is this Canada? a real thing? Um, I I've been like more in like, Ontario, like where it's just farmland, so not a whole lot of wind. Right, Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Got it. Yeah, like I've only really heard of like dog sleds, really. I guess, um, but it might be like further north. Mm. I Have to look it up.
3: Yeah, I feel like we need to now see if this exists. I feel like a version of it has got to exist. So, uh, well, do you have – well, no, because you're from Texas, so you wouldn't have any snow stories. Like stories of, like, sledding.
0: Yeah, we used to go whenever it would snow that one day a year, and there was a hill near us, and I'd go in a laundry basket, and that was my story. (laughs) We
3: had a friend – this is super dangerous. We had a friend. It snowed a bunch his bumper was off of his car, so it was just, like, the metal part, not the rubber part, but, like, the metal piece of the bumper, and we tied rope to the bumper, and then the other side to a sled, and he drove at, like, and you did this? I sat in the sled with my boyfriend at the time, so I felt safe. Who is
0: this I was with boy? Who was Not such a to say his name bad influence.
3: Uh, but it was when we were in high school. We, it was like a blizzard. It snowed so Tara. much that like we couldn't go that fast. But looking back on it, like it was really dangerous. Yeah. Really bad idea.
0: One time, <laughs> one time, Tara and I went to go see the tree lighting down at the Capitol building in Here Austin. In, yeah, in Austin. At Christmas. And just to let you know, zero snow anywhere. But there was, we started hearing like this kind of roar of like a, a young child crowd, like as we like were laughing, and and yeah. it's they were just running up the hill with pieces of cardboard, and just sliding down the hill with no snow. Yeah, <laughs> so I like funny. lost
3: my mind. I was like, "This is," I was great. like, "Yeah, it's just this is sliding in Texas." So good. <laughs> uh, so then we cut back. I don't know how to segue back. So That's we fine. cut <laughs> back, and we see that Missus Crumb found the goal for the letters in the post office. So the quickest way to get rid of Jesper is to just send a bunch of letters. So then she's instructing everyone. It's clear who has the smarts. Uh, But she's instructing everyone, all the family members, on how to write letters so they can send the letters for him to meet his goal.
0: I will say that uh, she, like, this is the nicest evil plot i yes. scene where it's like, we're going to get him by helping him achieve his goal. It's like, wow, okay, great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
3: uh, especially because they're so violent to one another. Yes. So this is where we then find out more about Lydia, who is Klaus's wife. So we find this story that he built the house that he's currently in. They wanted to have lots of children. And Ryan counted the spaces. Seven. There were seven spaces. Uh, and while her. they wait it he started making toys and he talks about, they kept waiting. They kept waiting. She never had children and then she got sick. And so he said how sometimes it feels like she's still here looking. And then this is when the wind picks up again. And this mm-hmm. is where we kind of make the connection that he feels that that's her every time the wind comes through mm-hmm. and he goes, she loved birds. So I just kept making bird houses instead of toys. So that's why there are so many bird houses. such a sweet moment. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, This
0: is the scene that gets me the closest to crying. Yeah, to cry it's such is- a
3: sweet moment. And then he talks about how he never thought he could feel the joy and the love that he felt with her. And as he started to deliver these toys to the children, he started to feel this again. And he thanks Jesper in mm-hmm. this moment and thanks him for this. And he's like, we're totally going to do the Christmas thing. We can expand to more villages. Each year, you know, he he looks at it now as like this bigger plan than just like doing it for one year Doing it in the village. And then this is where Jesper starts feeling bad and doesn't tell him that he might not be here. But this is when he starts having conflicting feelings back and forth. And so then we hear the kids sing this counting song, which is so good about fish. I
0: love that she's teaching them through fishing and fish mongering.
3: And uh, the the school looks like a classroom. It's really cool to see the transformation from, like, all the dead fish hanging yes. to it looking like what a classroom should look like. But
0: she's used her savings. savings. Like, yes. Yeah, this book.
3: is where we find out she's used pretty much all of her savings to do this, to get supplies for the kids.
0: And she says, um, like, why would anyone leave now? And he's like, what do you mean? And she goes, you don't know. And she starts taking around town, and that's when we see everyone. You know, those two neighbors we were talking about uh, are holding hands. Like Mm -hmm. kids are playing together. Um, There's this beautiful Christmas market uh, going up, and the thing. And that's when we and I said, "Man, I'd love." That's the only thing about this not being like. A Disney property or a like Universal property. Netflix
3: has a ton of money. They could totally do a pop up somewhere. But don't they don't I have. Think?
0: There's no. There's no Netflix land that has. Well, you know, think, where it's easy. They don't have a place for it to go. But think
3: about all the pop ups that like Austin does just for the holidays. Like what? they could just like pick a city and do a pop up. You what know what I mean? What I'm
0: saying is we need to develop Netflix land, and what <laughs> and we're gonna have like you know like mitchell's versus the the house of cards land oh no other big netflix properties
3: uh but yeah it looked like an outdoor christmas market and it reminded us listeners if anyone has been to the one in philadelphia uh, there's a beautiful like kind of german influenced Mm -hmm. outdoor christmas market but just think of an outdoor christmas market you know they're everywhere and they look a little different depending on where you are but that's kind of what it looks like and It's so drastically different from what this sad, dark, gray town looked like. But, like,
0: they decorate the whale skeleton hanging, so it's still the same town, but it's just, you get this more beautiful, like, Mm -hmm. look at it. I mean, I think if we looked at side-by-side pictures, we might be able to see exactly what they're doing to change it, if it's the lighting, if it's some of the decorations. I think it's a little bit of everything. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But then next, the little girl comes back with her family. And again, I think it's Klaus who says, a true act of goodwill. Someone kind of references that again here. And they're going to help build the toys. So essentially, they... Kind of become his elves, but they almost become more like an extended part of the family.
0: Yeah, well, they they carve little carvings themselves and put them in the slots where the kids mm-hmm. would go. Alva's there as well, helping out. Like they're and all Jesper's working there. Jasper's yeah.
3: there and represented as the carving as as well. Mm-hmm. And then Klaus comes down dressed in all red, and he's a little insecure about how much red it is. Well, <laughs> it's
0: also very close to what they've been wearing. Theirs are like red and blue, and his and a is little pink, red. I think. Yeah. too. And I think that's a cool mm-hmm. way of like. The way they make, like, christmas Eve Santa traditions happen in this movie aren't necessarily like, oh, you can't necessarily see them coming a mile away. And they're not out of nowhere. Like, and they don't they do feel a very forced. Good it yeah. feels
3: very natural with the storyline. Yeah. Uh, and so then when this happens, Jesper's father shows up and he's like, I can't believe it. 14,000 letters. That's amazing. And yes. Jesper's, of course, very surprised. <laughs> And then Mrs. Crumb and Mr. Ellingbow and a couple of each people from each family show up as well. And they're talking about, yes, you know, it's so great. He got the kids writing letters all so he could go back home. And then this is when everybody overhears that. Klaus overhears that. Alva overhears that. And they're kind of upset because now they realize this was all done for self. His motivation was selfish. Ryan doesn't love this part, but you agree you love the way...
0: It's it's, in the timeline of the movie, it's a very short amount of time when they're all kind of mad at each other. But at the end of the day, I think it worked pretty well.
3: Yeah. Because
0: I did the same thing I did probably last time where I went, This is stupid. I don't like this part. And then when it turns, I'm like,
3: Oh, like I, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think you have to have this part to have that turnaround, to have that second part. So he winds up leaving with his father. The little girl follows him with her sled. That mm-hmm. they made her. And she's crying. He's leaving with the boat with the captain. And then we see he's actually on the dock. He actually didn't. Yes. He actually said goodbye I... to his father when we see him on the boat.
0: And I do like that. Like, I like that we don't necessarily see it, but he talks about it. We get to see, like, instead of it just us seeing what happens, we get to hear how important this was to Jasper being like, he was said he was very proud of me. He, he hugged, hugged me. me like, yeah, you yeah. Know.
3: This is where we also talked about. So I didn't know if we wanted to take a moment. The lighting on their eyes and the different reflections yes. and spots. So I don't I, know if we want to take a moment. I would now
0: into like that. to uh, open the floor for Carly <laughs> to complain about how hard it is to do eyes in animated films. Carly, take it away.
4: It's um, like and eyes. Like you have to get like that right balance of refraction and reflection to get like that glisten, and also still be able to see the eyes. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do it in two D. Really well. like, um, there's an earlier scene, too, with Klaus and his eyes because, like it was like when he was sad, yeah, the fact that they could make it look like eyes, but also watery eyes. and you could tell the difference.
0: Well it's I, just really
4: impressive?
0: I, I never. Yeah thought about it until as and soon then, as you said I was like yes this is great and they talk about in the lighting how that was one of the things in their lighting technology that they used was to, to make the glisten on the lights and to make it feel realistic eyes. too yeah.
3: right yeah mm-hmm. like the, the whole piece of that was really really great so another another thing to look out for when mm-hmm, you go back mm-hmm. and rewatch this as we will when you
0: rewatch it because yes. you've already watched it once <laughs> before you've gotten to this part
3: so then both families start coming with fire as they're loading the toys they basically are Frankenstein the mob, mob. From- Um, Well, Frankenstein mob or Beauty and the Beast mob is what I was thinking. But either way, uh, as they're loading the toys up on the sleigh. And all of a sudden we hear Jesper comes running and jumps on this giant bag that's on like a pulley that's going to be dropped into the sleigh. And so... He swings
0: into the sleigh and he like grabs the reins and like, hi-yah! And then they start sliding backwards. He's like, we're not attached. Why are we not attached? I would have
3: never done this if if the reins weren't attached. Why wouldn't somebody do this? And so then (laughs) it starts... Yeah, yes. and then it starts. Oh, he crosses
0: <laughs> his arms like because he's so mad at him.
3: <laughs> it starts this whole um montage of the sleigh being out of control mm-hmm. and them all chasing him, being chased by them. Toys falling out of the bag, them trying to save the toys.
0: Now we haven't this whole time talked about two characters in this. Oh movie. yeah, we haven't, we haven't mentioned right. Pumpkin and Honey.
3: Yes, which are two. Children,
0: Mammoth children. Giant
3: children compared to how small the rest of the family members compared are. Compared to how... Okay,
1: they're bigger than Klaus. They are bigger Klaus. than Klaus,
3: yeah. They're as big as a house. They're bigger than Klaus. <laughs> we see them fight throughout the film. So yes. we should say we're introduced to these characters. We kind of see them bicker with one another back and forth. And they're doing that here, and then she goes off the cliff. the cliff, like falls around her.
0: And he saves her. And he
3: saves her. And so that happens while the whole chase scene happens. Uh, Klaus and Jesper are about to go off the top of the cliff and he basically holds the sleigh. Like, yeah. It drags him until the, the end of it.
0: And this is when I started thinking about how this scene resolved. And I'm like, don't they go off the cliff and then someone shoots an arrow through the snow? And I'm like, no, and you go, that's Mulan. I'm yes. like, oh, right, right, right. Wrong movie,
3: wrong movie. <laughs> uh, but here is a little bit of a, a twist or a spoiler. So again, I'm just going to say it one more time. If you haven't seen it, you should stop this yes. and go watch it. Watch this movie. But um mrs crumb knocks the bag she splits the bag open yes. and all the toys go out over the cliff and i think it's jesper is it jesper who says the true act of good will will always spark another because they look behind mrs crumb and it's the two children <laughs> holding the, the one another The girl
0: is is holding Pumpkin. the big guy oh god yeah
3: and so uh they all storm away And then he looks down and the present that was wrapped is just a a log. It's just a piece of wood. And he finds out that Alva said, well, kids talk. And when kids talk about what their parents are planning, we had this whole plan that they would chase us. You know, we'd get rid of the toys and they were all decoys. But, of course, you came and complicated everything.
0: Yeah, which, you know, it's funny because, like, during the whole thing is like, no, I'm not going to help. And, like, has his arms crossed. Yes. And Jesper's like, why aren't you helping? And the kind of as the audience do the same thing. And then now you're like, oh, that's why he was like, I don't care if they catch this. Who cares? Yeah, these
3: aren't anything important. Yeah. <laughs> So then we there's another montage of them delivering the actual toys, and they get to watch the children open the gifts, and I love that they're kind of sitting on this hill, and they give that kind of quiet high five yes. to one another. It's well, so good. Well, also because
0: Klaus's hands are so enormous compared <laughs> yes. to Jesper's.
3: Yeah. And then we see uh, the kids getting married, the the two large children from each family. I don't know how else to describe yes. them. Yes. Uh, they're no. Getting, I think you nailed it. Okay. They're getting married. The post office is in great shape. It's like a very fancy building now. Like we're kind of seeing this montage of the town I, and what's I happened.
0: Mu- I must have missed them seeing the post office or didn't click. He's with just me. standing outside. Did they show of it? the bathroom? They did not. Okay. He's standing outside of it. I and needed I think, to see a bathroom renovation on no. this place. So that was the only. That was the, uh, There are two things about this movie that. The of the title and the lack of bathroom renovation. Yeah,
3: Alva comes out. It looks mm-hmm. like she's going to go to school. And then like, oh, okay. she's coming out, so it's showing that they're kind of oh, living that was,
0: together. I think I just thought that was like a whole different building and it was it their house. It said the sign.
3: Yeah, it said post why, office. I don't know why. It just but... went right by me. And I'm not sure if their home is on top, like the upstairs of the yeah. post office maybe, because we do see them in their home later on.
4: Mm-hmm. But we see that... there's like a second one later, because the later on there's like a red house. Um, oh, so maybe right, it's yeah, close maybe by. So Yeah, like they got one layer. Right, okay. We're Uh,
0: we're all very concerned with the housing situation. Yeah, it's very
4: Well,
3: we saw what it looked like (laughs) from the start. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. So the letters are pouring in. They expand the operation. This is when we see them in the Northern Lights, which is such a beautiful scene, Mm -hmm. too, the way they did that. That's
0: the scene I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're going to the rest of the the other
3: island. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how years went by. It's the 12th year. And so, again, I want to compare it to the other movie, when it talked about...
0: Let's also take a moment, real quick, I know we talked about this, yeah. and just say, if you're an adult and you're listening and there are young children nearby, we might reveal something that you don't want to reveal to them very quickly mm-hmm. here. So maybe now would be a time to put on some headphones or... or listen to you know, it later. Listen to it later. Yeah. Um, it's not inappropriate, just want to say, so we're going to give you a second. Okay.
3: So... In the movie we did with Child Traumahood Theater, Traumahood, I don't know. Traumahood. (laughs) Uh, They talk about the spirit of death being upon Santa. And so I really like, this one is so different, still melancholy in a way, but I love how it resolves. And so the wind is blowing, it's the 12th year, you can tell he's tired, and he says, I'm coming, my love, and I basically Mm -hmm. sobbed. And he disappears into the wind. Yes. So it doesn't, we don't know what happened to him. And that's essentially what Jesper says. He yes. shows up. Klaus isn't there. He looked everywhere. You know, the kids, everybody looked for him. Nobody could find him. And he can't comprehend what happened. And we see Jesper tuck his children into bed. And it's Christmas Eve because he sits by mm-hmm. the tree and you hear these jingle she bells in the distance. big plate of cookies with
0: two glasses of milk.
3: Yes, two glasses of milk. And he goes, I can't comprehend what happened to him, but I get to see my friend once a year. And I basically lost it. I know I like, <laughs> I'm starting to tear up now,
0: just hearing you say it.
3: <laughs> it's so good.
0: It's it's, it's
3: And then that's the a, ending credits yes, it comes in at the end.
0: It's such a good like ending and there's some funny stuff at the beginning, but at this point they leave you on just like no, I feel like a lot of movies don't leave you on this, like, I just felt good. It felt like a nice, yeah. war, it was a nice warm cup of cocoa of an ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. just wholesome and nice. And you're like, oh, what a good movie. Well, so, and the
3: other thing well. that we wanted to mention here uh, with, you know, yes. having kids not listening is I really love that they keep the tradition and the spirit alive that the the kind of magicalness, I can't explain it, but this is what happens every year. Yes. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, we're not parents, but I, I would imagine that parents struggle with that lying to their children about Santa versus the magic what, of Christmas.
0: What do you mean lying to your children?
3: All right, Tina, Be- Tina Belcher you, from the from Bob's Burgers, good, that like episode that. when Bob yes. is, like, is like... I
0: can't believe the other kids believe in Santa. She's like, what? And he's like, he's oh, like oh, never mind. Oh, never mind, <laughs> never mind, never
3: mind. Um... But yeah, I love that they keep that tradition alive. I love Christmas movies that keep the magic of Christmas and don't spoil it so you can watch it at any age and feel that. And this movie really stays true to that, which I think is kind of I also like that
0: they didn't go into it. They were just like, like, because again, the movie is not, it's not a magical movie. There are two things that are magical. There's the, the fact that the wind might be his wife, like giving him hints. guiding him but even yeah. that's not that's iffy that's
3: his interpretation yes you can look at it that way
0: and then the rest of it is like the end is just like and, and santa still comes around right kids like like mm-hmm. you know it, like none of it is is, is super magical but the, the the movie is magical in the sense of like all the wonder and good mm-hmm. feelings of christmas yes. of the holiday season yeah like i think it does a really good job of that Without being a fantasy movie. Well, and I
3: think, too, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, even though it's based around the traditions of Santa and Christmas, that idea of a good act. You know, I think you, your family, your children can still get a lot out of this film, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, because that idea of doing a kind act for someone else is contagious and spreads and what that does.
0: Yeah, and I also think it's going for the, the, the whole idea that, like, it, Christmas isn't just about the toys. The toys are a part of it, but look what, like, these kind of, like, thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. it leads to what you were talking about. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. All
0: right, so here we have our questions at the end of every episode. Um, how was the princess? And I think Jasper's the princess in this case.
4: I think yeah. so. Yeah. Because he's protagonist.
0: I think he was great. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah, I think we talked about how Cusco-y he was, and how like yeah. you know, I think I feel he has like...
3: a good arc.
0: Yeah, you a... know we get yes. to see
3: his journey. We get to to mm-hmm. feel along with him. You know, going from those very selfish motives to doing things for others, and his relationship with Klaus and how that mm-hmm. changes as well, and with Alva. So we get to see him interact with a couple different characters and the kids. Honestly, mm-hmm. from him being like really annoyed with the kids to like genuinely excited mm-hmm. with the kids.
4: I really like how, like, even when he's, like, very intolerable at the start, because you're supposed to hate him, mm-hmm. he's still very funny, though, in everything he does, so it's like, you could still like him, but hate him, and then he turns into this, oh, you can like him, but he's also a really good person. Yeah.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, his and I turn, feel like that... His, his character arc is one of the better character arcs. Yeah, like, and I do feel like that's movies. the sim-
3: the similarity to Cusco a little bit, mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. like, he starts out as, like, this horrible horrible person and then the turn it it pays off it's so good Mm
0: -hmm. um how is the prince and i know normally the prince turns out to be the love interest but i think in this case the prince is klaus Klaus, yeah oh and this is like a top three santa claus
3: yes for me yeah Yeah. he's a great he's great i love him wonderful the
0: voicing is so good i like that he's this big strong guy like i like how
3: quiet he's He's he's
0: intimidating but he's not mean
3: he's so big and strong but so soft and gentle and quiet mm-hmm. and yes. so that contrast and then as we mentioned before the contrast of him versus jesper who is like skinny and tall and all over the place and very quick and very fast it's it you really mm-hmm. notice their
4: character traits i think because mm-hmm. of that yeah and um, then, like even as they uh develop too it's like Jesper kind of slows down a bit more and becomes more thoughtful and Karen and then Klaus, he becomes more energetic and happy, jovial. So it's like yeah. they still kind of hold that contrast while developing. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how was the sidekick henchman? I know like I think calling Alva a sidekick or <laughs> henchman is a little uh, a little like it isn't accurate. Yeah. But I think yeah. I really liked her as a character. I liked like I said her as earlier, a her, a lot. her her yes. exasperated animation was mm-hmm. a, like the one piece of hair that's in the middle she keeps getting out of her face. Yeah. yeah.
3: And the close-ups of her. Were yes. They, yeah, I, yeah. I really liked her a lot.
0: Well, it feels like she's going to come out of the screen and strangle you like it's our yes. fault that she's having yeah. this. Um, the sea captain, also great.
3: He's really great. Yes. He adds, of course, another layer of humor and just sets up, really just Jesper out of everyone, but really sets him up to fail on multiple right. occasions.
0: So smarmy. So just smug. Like, yeah. oh yeah, ring the bell.
3: Yeah. I, you know, and then when he comes, we didn't mention this, but the one time that he comes to the post off, he's like... I got my my you know. Do I have to carry all those bags? Are they heavy yeah, today? Yeah, there's, no like, there's no mail. There's no mail. So mean, don't he's like, you
0: have a job? He's like, I have it. Why don't you go do your job? I do have a job. I'm here to pick up all the mail. All the mail you've collected. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Um. Does it hold up? So real quick, uh, uh, like okay, female character agency. It's a pretty male-centric movie, but like there are some good female characters. I think. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Drinking and smoking, I don't think there was either of that. Guns and firearms, there's some There's a lot.
3: I mean, well, there's a lot of just, like, weapons, It's I, very we loony-toony.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. the one thing I do want to talk about is ethnic representation, because I watched it the second time, I struggled with it a little bit. Because there's no people of color uh, yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. And there's only, as far as I can tell, one person of color um, who is a, a voice actress, and that's Rashida Jones. Mm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like... Her and Jesper could have been not like they could have come from out of town and further away. Like, yeah, I think there's something of yeah. like the vim- sea
3: captain as well, could yes. have, because we don't know his origin story,
0: you know. I everyone was very, and I know there's probably it's kind of got that frozen one syndrome where it's like, well, it's in Norway, it's like it, it is, but yeah. it isn't.
3: And you still could have people migrating from different places. Right. Yeah.
0: So I feel that. And you could have also have hired other people if you wanted to go with that. Yeah, if
3: you, yeah, at least have a mm-hmm. multicultural voice cast.
0: On the other hand, I do think the, the, the attention to detail they did to the Sami, who are, you know, an indigenous people of the of Scandinavia, I think was very, you know, well done. Yes,
3: yeah, so we talked about that cool. at the top of of, you know, how authentic they wanted to make it. So, yeah, I think we do need to. To give credit mm-hmm. there for sure.
0: All right, so let's do it. It is time. All right,
3: and explain <sighs> what we've decided for the villain. So it's going
0: to we're going to go with just one villain this time, and it's Mrs. Crumb, since so she's kind of the Mr. leader. E- we felt Mr. Ellingbow was a doofus. <laughs> um, there's even that line where she he says something very stupid. She goes, "How have we not defeated you yet?" Like yeah. So we you you know Carly our listeners hopefully know. Let's go frightening. I think she's a little scary, but not much.
4: I, I would say, like, those the shots that were pointed out with the composition, like, really do a good job of making her frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still, like, that comedic layer at times.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give her a two.
0: That's what I would give her. Yeah,
3: I like, I, I think she has the frightening aspect, but then she talks and she's very funny. I she's think, very sarcastic. Yeah. And so that, for me, like, takes her frightening down a little bit. And like you said... She never really tries to like actively, like her. Yes, they're always fighting, they're always battling, but besides them like throwing that tree and that rock, they don't actually try to like harm them, right. they try to like fulfill
4: his goal so he'll leave.
0: Um, I will say, and this may be a, a, a hot take this sh- Joan uh, Cusack did an awesome job voicing her for some reason. She was the only character that went, Oh, that's John Cusack or Joan Cusack, like. Everybody else kind of So she fell took into you out world. of it a yeah, little Yeah, I don't know if it was the way she was it's just maybe Joan Cusack, like I've seen her animated so much lately, like we saw her in Chicken Little, and I felt mm. like that voice worked better, like with that character and with Jesse, you know. I I don't know.
3: I didn't feel that, but I can see why you felt that. Yeah, I think yeah, sometimes yeah. strong voices, especially when you know them from other things, can sometimes mm-hmm. take you out of it a little bit.
0: But like Will Sasso is is Ellen Bo, but she was, a, I, I did think she did a good job, but I agree. That was part of why I don't think she ever got frightening, because I'm like, oh, that's just Mm-hmm. Um Funny.
3: She. I thought she was very funny. I give her a four. Yeah, yeah I'm giving her yeah. a four. Yeah. Also, because she's so small. She's, like, so petite, but, like, has this commanding presence about so her. So
0: that's the next thing with Fierce yeah is i don't think she's got huge drag queen energy but i do think she's got a commanding presence considering she's tiny like when she she, and you know
3: not for nothing but end a woman and like with a lot of there's a lot of what i'm assuming
0: is the late 1800s yeah
3: and they're in like a whaling port
0: yeah Uh, um she is so small like even like when they she finally they get out of the cart next to jesper's dad and jesper that's when i'm like oh you're munchkin. I feel almost like like,
3: her hat is almost taller than she is. So this whole time
0: I thought she was this huge imposing presence and then when they show up big she like is next to someone I'm like, Oh you're tiny. So I would almost give her for fierce a three or a four. Maybe a three.
3: I'm gonna give her a three.
0: Okay.
4: I'll say three.
0: Um effective So, at the end of the day, the whole thing is, you know, she's just trying to get fighting going together. And she even makes a comment about how ineffective they are in any of her goals when she says, how have we never defeated you before this point?
3: Yeah, I mean, she's effective in the first part of the plan, which is to get them to write the letters.
0: She has an excellent letter-writing campaign. We'll give her that. She
3: doesn't get Jesper to leave the island, which is the second, and then the toy is to be stopped. But I think, you know, she goes pretty far along in the plan. Because even mm. when Jesper comes back, they think they've gotten rid of all the toys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think I'm going to give her a three. Okay. Three's a safe one. Yeah. What think, What are you doing? Ryan? I think
0: we're doing threes across the board. Okay.
3: Or no, I this one's think... tricky. I feel like, in general, to rank her. I'm going to say it, I'm her, actually but... going to...
0: Yeah, it's a soft three.
3: Yeah, but I think she completes part of the plan, and I feel like the way we've ranked people in the past, like... I, think she
0: but here's the thing it, again it was a letter writing campaign i'm gonna give her a two because i think she needs to go you down think her a
3: plan vicious. wasn't great yeah. okay fair enough
0: um design i give her a four
3: i really liked your design yeah, a lot yeah i'm gonna give her a four as well
0: okay yeah you can give her five if you want
3: no i don't think i i liked it a lot iconic
0: d- you just think she's really good yeah yeah
3: but i did maybe be like ooh, i could cosplay as her of course <laughs> Trying to think of how I would do it.
0: Go away heat uh one.
3: Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, I, I yeah. never wanted her to or any of them really to leave.
4: Because like no matter like how much they fought, it was like they still had their charm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they were- it's like, you know, eventually they'll turn around too, it's just they yeah, not yeah. more yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Like we talked about this this is kind of a low stakes movie, but it was still, yeah. you know it was it was still fun to see the villains. Uh yes factor. I'd like to hear y'all's answers.
3: Yeah, I um I was excited to see her but after you know second watch I, I knew her so I wasn't like waiting for her, right? right. But mm-hmm. I think I'm going to oh, a 3. Move it a 3. Okay. Yeah, I mean I want to cosplay as her. I feel like I need to give her a 3.
0: Carly. Oh,
4: uh, yeah, 3.
0: She's going to a 2 for me. Mhm. <laughs> um so let's see what that puts her her number with Guest is a 19.3, which I believe is pretty high.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: Uh, I think she's a little too high. Yeah. But not too much.
3: Where Where is she?
0: She is right above, above the Carnators.
3: Oh, the, the, from the, Dinosaur? The tie, <laughs> yes, the
0: tie of Carnators and Man from Bambi.
3: Okay, I don't mind that she's there. You think she should be lower?
0: I would put her below Man. Oh, okay. I would all you know, like but I don't think we're too far off.
3: No, I think she's all right.
0: Um, final question and I think we all know the answer to this is do we uh, get I guess a bootleg version on in a clamshell since it's only digital, yeah. And put oh. it on our 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 shelf, or do we lock it away in the vault forever? And those are the only two answers available to anyone. <laughs> Carly, what do you think? I think I, I mean I think we all know our answers.
3: Oh, I go watch this every year still.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, and same. I think we
3: said the same. It's going to be in our rotation of what we watch this I kind of want to start watching it year.
0: outside of Christmas. Yeah, it's really just a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think it's a movie to watch when I need a little bit of a pick me up.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Even to have Mm -hmm. one in the background, you know, if you're doing something. Carly, Mm -hmm. thank you so
0: much for doing this. We're excited to have you again for Brother Bear. But uh, as you know, we always ask our guests to uh, plug something, whether it's a personal project, whether it's a piece of media they've been enjoying lately, or, you know, just a sentiment they want to put out there in the world. Carly, please feel free to plug away.
4: I'll just kind of give an assignment of what we learned from Klaus and just like kind of do some good and pay it forward because it'll just, like, make things better.
0: Also, uh, that's very sweet. <laughs> but you should also plug, like, your Instagram or maybe the last oh. project you worked on or something. Come on. Oh.
4: Oh, with like social media, I'm so bad with it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, we can brag on you by
3: sharing your project. We can I'm, share some links when the episode comes I'm gonna up. I'm going to
0: plug yeah. the picture you drew for me of an Ewok with a mustache. That oh, that picture's time. great. Put that up. That's
3: great. Uh, also, our logo, you can celebrate Carly by just enjoying our logo every yes. time you download an episode. <laughs>
0: Um, again, thank you so much. We will be back, continuing our our, our December uh, to remember. To remember <laughs> um, next week, I believe. We haven't really talked about it. what are we doing next week. Is it no, that's two weeks. Oh. We're doing oh. spoiler alert, out, so you guys. <laughs> don't know. We don't, we don't know. We we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Guess what? It'll it's be a surprise to you as much as a surprise to us. But thank you guys so much for listening. Have a happy holiday. As always, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about our podcast. Uh, but we'll see you next time.
3: Take care, listeners.
1: Ho, ho, ho. Wham, children. I hope you've all enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Now, if you want to let Tara and Ryan know what you want next year for Christmas, you can send them an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com or call them on the very easy-to-remember hotline, 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. If you want to stay off the naughty list, please give this podcast a five star review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean.com, or wherever you hear it. Stay safe and be good, everyone. Happy holidays to all, and to all a good night! Ho, 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 ho!